Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear Montreal jerseys. And then I was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, what's up? No, that's not the new song. Um, what happened is, by the way, this is the Siren Sounder podcast. I'm Zach. Welcome. Um, good intro. And uh, that song, if you want to call it that, uh, is like some random uh, loops in my software because I got a new computer and my old songs for the podcast are on my old computer. And what I didn't have time to do is transfer all of them over. So I think last week I used like an instrumental that I had in like my Dropbox files. Um, but I don't have that this week and I didn't have time to make a new song and I will be making new music for the show really soon. Um, but it kind of centers around an event. So, um, I'm going to wait for that, but you know, the next week or so of, of intro songs might be like, Oh, all right. And that's fine. It is what it is. And I'm saying it's fine. Um, as not an audience member, it's going to have to be fine is what I guess I'm saying. But anyway, welcome back to the show. Um, if you're new, Hi, I don't know how you got here, but uh, glad you did. And go subscribe on iTunes before listening to the rest of this, because that's how I want you to do things around here. Welcome to the club. Um, we we commit to things before really thinking about them or making any sort of judgment call based off of merit of the thing. Uh, so there you go. There's your introduction to the brand. And uh, we got a little bit of News to uh, talk about, in addition to, you know, the Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals still going on. Congrats uh, to those teams still getting to have a vested interest in the playoff run. Um, Dallas, Vegas, Tampa, New York. Um, You know, let me know who you, hit me up on Twitter, let me know who you think is winning it all. I think it's going to be Tampa, personally. Um, I think it's going to be Tampa and Dallas, and I know you're like, oh, Dallas is up 3-1 now. Yeah, okay, well, they weren't. When I called them going to the Stanley Cup Finals before it happened, like at the beginning of the playoffs, I called Dallas in the in the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay, so I don't want to be doubted. And all my friends are like, "Well, you're really jumping on this Dallas train, dude." I've been on the Dallas train, bro. I've been I've been respectful of how they play the game. I hate this chair, dude. I gotta get a new chair. The the squeaking and the the it's it's character at this point of the show, um, which is why I'm glad that if you hit that subscribe button when I asked you to, you're already subscribed. So, um, you know, 
leave a review saying like, good show, the chair's too loud. And I would be like, you know, I get it. I really do. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, Dallas uh, Dallas just plays the type of game that I, I'd like. I honestly think the Hurricanes need to model themselves after a team like that um, because you can see that they can score goals and they do have some really good young talents in addition to some, some veteran leaders. And I think the Hurricanes definitely can have that, if not better, um, once they kind of trade in some of these you know, passenger forwards for some guys that can play a really good two-way game and maybe contribute to some depth scoring but definitely help lock stuff down. It's so vital. And good goaltending as well. I think the Kings have been getting pretty good goaltending, but the Stars have been getting really good goaltending, and that's always going to help. Um, and we know the guy well, Anton Kudobin, former Hurricane, um, always played well, I thought, when he was here. Um, seemed like the coaching staff was a little uh, hesitant to kind of ride him when he was hot. They just wanted to put Cam in the net over and over and over again. And look, uh, it's all I'm all about a goalie getting a workload, but... Um, if a guy's playing better, play him. And I think that's what the Hurricanes have done recently with their goalies. Um, it's the reason why Curtis McElhaney got you know a lot of games played last year as a waiver pickup. Like the dude was playing well. We didn't we didn't bring him in and just say like he's gonna get this many games. And this is what it is. I feel like that's what the team used to do. But anyway, good good for Hudobin to be able to uh, to get the notoriety he's getting and the and the performances uh, merit that. So congrats to those guys. And by no means is that series over. Vegas is a tough team, and we'll just have to see what happens. Islanders and uh, Bolts, I think, are playing today as I record this on Sunday. Um, so I don't know. But I, I, I feel like Tampa's got that one, you know, and the series could be even by the time this comes out. I'm pretty sure. Haven't been paying as much attention to that series. Uh, but I try to watch as much as possible. But Tampa's just so good, man. They're so good. But the Islanders are also a really good defensive team that, um, you know, when they can score, they're probably going to win a lot of games. And Barzal has been. I mean, just really, really good. Everly's been really good. Um, a bunch of a bunch of guys have been really good. Um, so, interesting two series going on. But this isn't a, a podcast about those, so uh, we'll move on. The big thing that happened in Hurricanes' world is that the Hurricanes traded uh, Joel Edmondson's rights to Montreal for a fifth-round pick in return. Now. Joel Edmondson, of course, if you listen, I mean, if you know anything, or also if you've listened to last couple weeks, we've been talking about some free agents. Uh, Joel Edmondson is a unrestricted free agent uh, as soon as that season turns over, unless he signed before then. So this deal basically shows that the Hurricanes weren't going to re-sign him and wanted to get something back. So if you're a person, and I'm going to try to be respectful about this, but just, you know, sometimes when you say dumb things... You're gonna get you're gonna get made fun of and it's okay. We move on. You know, don't get your feelings hurt. Like that's just what happens. I say dumb things and guess what? People make fun of me for it. And I go, yeah, that was pretty dumb, wasn't it? Um, so a dumb thing to say would be to say something like, "Really, all we got for Joel Edmondson is a fifth round pick," because really, all we did was let Montreal talk to him sooner by like a few weeks too, because the season's almost over <laughs> and free agency will be starting relatively soon. So like maybe a month early. Uh, the Canadians got to talk to him and likely what they did was already work out an agreement of sorts. Um, or at least, at least knowing that they're going to get something done. Um, so Joel Edmondson will become a, uh, a Montreal Canadian and, um, the Hurricanes, instead of just losing him in free agency, which clearly they were planning on doing, will get a fifth round pick in return. So, um, it's a win. 
it's a win to get something back. But uh, you know, if you listen to me and Sam talk a couple weeks ago about that that particular player, that was a guy that I would have loved to see back. Um, but I had said it's only going to come back around other constraints, like getting rid of other contracts. So what that says to me is that the Hurricanes are definitely hanging on to Jake Gardner, which is all well and good. Uh, but I feel like a more physical player might be um, more beneficial to the roster. Now, you can the Hurricanes have a very good defense, uh, a good six with what they've got on the roster right now. And that is, um, well, assuming that they re-sign Hayden Flurry, which has a restricted free agent, I'm going to make that assumption now. Um, so their top six is Slavin, Hamilton, Shea, Pesci, great top four, by the way, and then Gardner Flurry on the third pair. Third, uh, both of those guys have proven they can be a pretty good third-pair defenseman um, and can provide some offense at times. You know, uh, Gardner has his moments, but the end of the season, honestly, I was impressed with him. But what that what that defensive core lacks is a lot of physicality, um, you know, guys that tend to be toward the league lead in shot blocks, things like that. We've had some players like that recently in a Calvin DeHaan, who was injury-prone. We shipped him out. It is what it is. Um, and then a Joel Edmondson, who uh, the money just didn't work out because of other contracts on the books. I feel like if, if the Hurricanes had money to sign Joel Edmondson to what he was asking for, they'd probably do it um, just because, again, I just think he's the type of player that they need. So you can, you can do well with that defense. That's a good defense, and it's a defense that's going to get you a lot of goals. So that being said, why not trade some of the Ford's um, positions that you're, you're paying people to score goals? Why don't you pay people to play some defense and do a trade-off like that? Because uh, a lot of the, the big-name uh, big guys that are being paid to score goals haven't done it, and you know it's only been a season or so. But at a certain point, um, wasted, wasting years is... is it's too crucial like of a time to waste. You can't do it. If Nino Niederreiter had a good year the year before, doesn't have a good year the next year, uh, you have to make a decision, I think. And it might be a rushed decision, but look, this is the reality we're living in. Every year, um, you your really good entry-level players get closer to getting paid big bucks, a.k.a. Andrei Svechnikov. Um, you know, your, your younger players in general are getting better, aging out of their bridge contracts and getting signed to long-term deals. Um, and guys come and go and you have to find room to sign more people. So basically you're risking, um, not getting the most out of the money you have on the books. So even if it's a year that the guy didn't have a good year, I mean, it might be time to make a decision, you know, or like a Ryan Dezingle. Um, but at the same time, uh, and you know, a lot of fans have had these discussions. It's not a great look to sign a guy and then get, and then dish him immediately. Um, but you know, you just have to live up to your end of the contract is is really what it comes down to for the players. Um, and if the Hurricanes have, you know, 8 to $10 million in, in cap space being tied up by guys, and, and you can throw Alex Simmons into that because he's still getting paid on the books for like 2.3 mil through next year. Um, so lump him in that 10 mil as well. But if you've got 10 million worth of space of guys that are going to contribute, you know, 10 to 12 goals a, in the season, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. So if your defense now, I feel like you've got some pretty offensive pieces who can score, um, especially if Hamilton's healthy for the entire year. And uh, I maybe look at adding some grit to the to the Ford group, similar to what you kind of had um, in eighteen nineteen. And then you have the improvement of Svechnikov. You have the improvement of Aho. You have the improvement of um, Natchez. Guys like that. Those are your those are your improved skill. 
Um, but remember that like Jordan Jordan uh, Stahl is getting older. At a certain point, he's not really going to be able to do what he's been able to do for the team anymore just because it's going to be too difficult to keep up with these top-line guys. It's already got to be such a difficult job, and he does it uh, well. But that runs out eventually, um, of course, for every player in the league. I'm not. It's not a shot at Jordan Stahl. It's just the reality of how that works. Um, so having guys that can you know, take on that workload is really important, and, and maybe it's your top line um, because I do think that Ajo and Teravainen are good two-way players. But um, you need that gritty third line element as well. You need more of a checking presence. Uh, so ideally, your third line is made up of um, checking guys who can score. And I'm talking, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 goals a season is, is phenomenal. Uh, I feel like that's what we had in like a Lucas Walmark. Um, it might be what you have in like a Vincent Trocek, but Vincent Trocek's going to be relied on to be that top six guy. So his offense is going to need to come up. But you need that piece, and right now it's it's just kind of pushed on Jordan Stahl, um, but he doesn't really have any great support on that line. I mean, I think Fogel's a decent two-way player, but uh, he's proven to be kind of inconsistent in that realm. So he's part of the solution, but, um, you know, Brock McGann I think is a good example. Um, and Brock has his moments where he he can score, but uh, that energy, that effort is, is, is vital. Um, you know, a big physical presence, preferably one that can skate, preferably one that can score. Uh, those guys don't really exist, <laughs> but as many combinations of those elements is what makes you a good team, I think. So that's kind of the, that would be the strategy if I were the GM going forward. Um, it's okay to me to lose Edmondson, but that physicality has got to get replaced somewhere. And it can be in the Ford group, it's fine. It can be in the Ford group, um, or it could be another defenseman. And we have no idea what's going to happen. The trades can happen. I feel likely the Hurricanes will make at least one um, you know, quasi big trade in this little off season we've got. Um, and it could be at the draft or it could be leading up to that. Um, but you know, that's, that's what I expect from this team, because what I expect is that they'll try to improve and where they need to improve is becoming a more difficult team to play against. Um, this year they had moments of, of really good defensive games. And then they had a lot of moments of run and gun. Hey, we can score goals. That's great but not if the other team is scoring a lot of goals on you too because then the difference has to be elite goaltending and I don't think the Canes have elite goaltending. Don't get me wrong. I have no problem with their goalies. Um, but, you know, if you don't have it, you don't have it. And the run and gun isn't going to work. Ask Toronto how that's gone for them in the last however many years that they've kind of built this roster. Uh, and now they're having to shed cap space and stuff like that to, to rearrange it. I mean, you don't want to be in that boat and the Hurricanes haven't gotten there yet, but I worry. I worry about the direction that the team decided to go last year. I want to see if they can correct it um, and not be such a finesse team going into the next season. Those are my thoughts on the team. Feel free to disagree, uh, but that's how I feel about it. I don't. I, I, I get nervous about the fact that it seems like the Hurricanes have um, become a team that is quick to, you know, sign free agents or take on um, overpaid people in trades. That look like they might work out, but then revert, regress to the mean and don't really work out. And, and, you know, the Hurricanes end up having a lot of cap space. Like if you, I would like to see the stat of, um, and I'm sure it's out there somewhere with the advanced analytics, but uh, essentially assigning a player's, um, what's it called? Like their wins above replacement or whatever you want to call that metric, um, where you essentially determine what a player's worth based on their analytics. Um, you can throw a uh, a contract, uh, an AAV at a guy, like what he's 
worth based on the market and based on what he's done and based on comparables and all that sort of stuff. Those sort of comparisons exist, and it's what guys are using, of course, when they're thinking about signing people. But the amount of uh, surplus money over skill that the Hurricanes have, and what I mean by that is if you have a, two, a guy who's putting up numbers that are worth $2 million and he's getting paid $5 million, that's $3 million in surplus, um, or de- you could really look at it as deficit is what I would call it. But so with a guy like Nino Niederreiter, I feel like you're at a pretty big deficit there. Uh, you know, you could you could have another player for the money that he's not living up to on that contract. And of course he can bounce back. But when it's not happening, it's not happening and it's gonna hurt you. Dezingle, same way, uh, not not to as high of a degree because he's not getting paid as much. Um, you know, they might even run into that with like a Brady Shea. I mean, Brady Shea gets paid more than Brett Pesci does. Uh, and like what Jacob Slavin does. So, I mean, you you make it up because the guys like uh, Slavin and Pesci have huge surpluses, I think. And, uh, you know, maybe even like Sebastian Ajo and right now, of course, Andrei Svechnikov to an extreme level. Dougie Hamilton probably as well. So uh, you have to take advantage of those surpluses. And, and that's what I'm saying, that ta- that clock ticks, man. Like there's only so many years that Dougie Hamilton's on that contract. There's only so many years Andrei Svechnikov is on that contract. And as a matter of fact, it's the amount of years is one and it's next season. So it makes you think a little more about, oh, the the time we have with this roster and the ability to add players when we already have these level of players, uh, that's not something a lot of teams get. You have to take advantage of those or you miss your window. and Or you miss your window to really, truly be a, a real deal perennial contender for the Cup. Uh, you, can, you can build a successful team that's in the playoffs almost every year um, and, you know, maybe makes runs every now and then, and, and maybe you even win a cup in that span uh, because once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. I mean, look at look at the teams that are in it now. Um, uh, I mean, I guess people thought pretty highly of Vegas, but if Dallas goes, and ta- you know, a team like Dallas or a team like New York Islanders, if either of them go to the Stanley Cup Finals, I mean, or what if both of them go? <laughs> You're having a team win that you you weren't labeling like a contender contender, but anything can happen when you make the playoffs. You just have to be at that level, so... It's possible, but you don't want to blow your window. You don't want to be a team that uh, you know is just making the playoffs and spending to the cap to just make the playoffs over and over and over again. It's not going to be worth it. It's just not because uh, you could have you could have revamped and come back as a contender. Everyone's goal is to get to a contender. If your if your plan has you set to basically get to a perennial playoff team, that's great. Um, but if you're not getting to the contender level. You just don't have a great chance of winning a championship, and that's what you're—that's what everyone's trying to do. That's what every GM is trying to do. So those are my thoughts on what the Canes need to do. And Joel Edmondson obviously not going to be a part of the team next year, um, but it is what it is. Like I said, as long as to me, you add that that kind of physicality or that role player somewhere else in the lineup, I think we're perfectly fine, and we at least stay even. What I don't want to do is get even easier to play against than the team already was, because I think that the skill is there. But that's where the team needs improvement, getting more difficult to play against. And uh, if they don't replace Joel Edmondson's physicality, they get easier to play against. It just, I mean, that's the reality of the situation to me. Again, feel free to disagree. Um, it's perfectly fine. But that's how I feel. And uh, I feel like it's war- like you know that opinion's warranted based on kind of just examples in, in the world. So... There's your your scoop on Joel Edmondson in that trade. Uh, don't be don't be a person who's like I can't believe they only got a fifth rounder for it. You're not trading the player. You're trading his rights a month or so before free agency. So it's really not worth that much. The fact that they even got a fifth rounder is 
is pretty impressive to me. Also, the fact that that relationship is what it is. I mean, after the offer sheet thing, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, if you offer sheet a guy, GM, stop answering your phone calls. Clearly not, because here we are uh, trading with them, you know, in then like the next year. So I trade up for the next topic. And the next topic is the Hurricanes uh, making it official. Their new AHL affiliate is the Chicago Wolves. There's a lot of uh, controversy in the in the Canes fandom, and especially people in the Charlotte area. And look, I get it. Um, it's it's convenient to have the team there. It makes it easier to support that team, and it's fun to to watch them and be able to you know see those players come up. Uh, that's awesome. But the reality of it is that a lot of minor league teams throughout all of sports that have this, and you know, like baseball is the same way. I mean, if you enjoy going to Durham Bulls games as a Canes fan or someone in that in the Raleigh area, Raleigh Durham area, Raleigh, comma, Dur- Raleigh hyphen space Durham hyphen area, not Raleigh Durham area. Uh, just to make that clear, I know what I'm talking about. Lived there for <laughs> 23, 24 years, so uh, I'm not dumb. But if you're if you're a fan of the Durham Bulls, who's their major league team? Tampa Bay or fucking Montreal or whatever whatever they're doing with I don't need, I, can, I don't even comprehend what's going on with that franchise. But uh, that's not close. That's pretty far. Um, so and it could still work. So it's just sad to, when you had it and you lose it. Um, but it, if we're thinking about like travel, I mean Chicago is a huge destination city for for travel like everything goes through chicago when you're going west um you know around me it's like atlanta like every flight from from where i live goes to atlanta or charlotte like it's that not to mention charlotte like charlotte is that too but chicago is probably you know i mean la new york chicago like chicago everything goes through chicago because it's in the middle like it's it's toward the midwest so la is a huge airport but it's all the way on the west coast unless you're going you know, international or Hawaii or something, you're probably not flying through LA. Um, you know, maybe like a Dallas airport is the same way, but, um, Chicago, it's like, you can get there very, very easily. You can get a flight to and from Raleigh to Chicago all the time, like multiple times a day. Easy, 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 easy. So not a problem. I don't think for, for travel. Um, and really, if you, if you read the kind of interview with Don Waddell after he made that official, um, he, he basically, made it known that, you know, that location is, that team and that organization, uh, he has personal relationships with them back from um, his Thrasher's days, I believe. And so that makes a big difference. I think there was a little bit of a falling out with the Checkers owner group, and that's just speculation. I don't have any details on that. But it basically sounds like this was a this was a uh, situation where the Canes were like, we have leverage. I like these guys. We like what they're doing with their team. And uh, we're going we're gonna to move our guys there. We feel like they have better amenities, uh, which is probably true. Uh, bigger team, they've got more money in that team, uh, and the ownership group apparently is is much it's much more uh, likely to you know go out and spend money for the guys, adding some veteran veteran presence to the AHL roster to help these guys develop. And I think just giving those minor league guys the tools they need to succeed is why Don Waddell uh, made the decision to kind of pursue that option, and the Charlotte Checkers become the Florida Panthers uh, affiliate. So, uh, you know, good. It's not like they're not, it's not like they're unaffiliated. They still have stuff going on. Um, but the the new AHL team for the Hurricanes is going to be Chicago. Ironically, the team that the Checkers beat in the Calder Cup finals a year ago. Um, and 
you know, I, I'm fine with it. I, I completely understand anybody, though, that lives in the Charlotte area or, or, or was a, you know, per, uh, a person that went to a lot of uh, games in Charlotte and liked seeing players that would one day play for the Hurricanes. I mean, I like that, too. Um, but it's not going to affect me, so it's hard for me to really be really upset about that because I could still watch Chicago and see all of our guys. Uh, that's the other thing. This is this is Don't Be a Dummy Part 2 of the episode, um, and that is that, of course, the players <laughs> that go, that are affiliated with the Hurricanes, like under contract with the Hurricanes or draft picks of the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes own their rights. Um, they fought, they go wherever the Hurricanes affiliate is. It's not like we're just buying a new roster. No, 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 no. So if that's why you're upset, you're just a dummy. And I don't really know what to tell you uh, other than that. You're just a dummy. And it's okay. It happens sometimes. Uh, but that's it's a dumb dumb thing to worry about. Uh, so really the only thing... The only thing to uh, to be upset about, logically, to me, is that uh, you know you won't be able to watch um, potential Canes players in Charlotte, and that is unfortunate. It the the cross promotion between the two teams I think was great. It brought a lot of interest to and from the team, uh, but at a certain point, the money's got to make sense, you know. And maybe maybe uh, Dundon and Waddell are are underestimating the the effect of that cross promotion. And the growth of their brand and the growth of uh, fans, uh, more more interest in Charlotte. Of course, if your uh, if your AHL team is there and your NHL team is good, um, you know fans of the AHL team are automatically going to be fans of the NHL team. Uh, not the same case in, in Chicago. People are going to go watch the Wolves and they're going to want to still support the Blackhawks in that area. So it's a little different dynamic. But um, you know it's a farm team, and you're. <laughs> Like I don't think that the guys in the stands care if the if the fans are Hurricanes fans or not. If they're fans of the team they're playing for, it's still you know that same experience. And if they're getting more out of it, if they're getting more uh, uh, amenities or, or resources or all that, then good for those players. And that makes the NHL team better in the long run. So it probably makes sense business wise, but I can definitely see personally wise, it would be you know a thing. So that's that's what it is. Uh, not a whole lot else to talk about in Hurricanes land. Um, I will have an episode hopefully coming up where we talk about the draft, and, and I'll try to get a guest for that um, to kind of help impart some, some extra knowledge on, on some, some uh, draftable players and prospects. So looking forward to that. I do want to say, uh, if you know, I've, pro- I've mentioned this a few times, but uh, I do make the musics and uh i'm on spotify apple music all that sort of stuff um it's just zach tompkins my name i'm not like a rapper or anything i don't have a i don't have a stage name i'm not cool enough for that i don't think i could pull it off uh it's just zach tompkins z-a-c-h-t-o-m-p-k-i-n-s um so i would appreciate it if you on spotify will go follow me um that way you can kind of keep track of stuff and hey maybe I, I understand it's art it's not for everybody maybe you don't really like it uh, but it's there. If you want to check it out, I'd be uh, really thrilled. I have a song up right now. It's called Lucky. It's been out um, since June. And uh, I am announcing that my next single is going uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. All of the above, all the places on October 1st. So look forward to that. That's why you can go ahead and follow me there. When it comes out, you'll be able to see it. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. It's, it's been my favorite project I've ever worked on. 
before, and I feel like every time I, I you know, work on stuff, I just get a little more confident and, and, and put out better products. And so, you know, everything I've put out, I feel like has been the, the best thing I've ever put out before. So I think that this one will definitely be the best thing I've ever put out. Um, and I'm excited about it. It's called Whispers, and it's out October 1st. So check it out. When that comes out, I'll be reminding you, don't you worry. Uh, but that's kind of the, the personal end of, of what's going on. Um, I might, uh, well, okay. So I, I, I am going to get like a webcam for my office space just for a bunch of video stuff. Uh, and what that probably means is I will do some video content, whether it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's even just every week is, is, uh, is audio and video comes out on the feed like normal. And it's also, um, you know, available on video, wherever that is, YouTube or whatever. I have to talk to the network to figure out how other people do that. Um, but let me know, let me know your interest on that. I'll maybe put a poll up on Twitter or something. Um, because it is an investment of my time and I'd like to know that it's coming back and maybe getting more people to the show or at least making the people that, um, are already supportive of the show, uh, happier. So cool. (laughs) Let me know your thoughts on that. And, um, of course you can always still text or call the show 912-289-7882. And I'm like 99.9% sure that's right. And if it's not, then I'm going to edit this part out and you won't know uh, that it's not right anyway. Or maybe maybe I just don't and you call somebody. Yeah, 912-289-7882. Call it. Leave a voicemail if you want. Um, I'm not going to answer it. It, doesn't, it just goes to voicemail, just so you're aware. <laughs> just goes to voicemail. You can leave a message. We can play it on the show if you want. Um, or you can just share a message if you want to do that. You can text it as well if that's easy. If that's easy. It is easy. If, if that works for you better is what I meant to say. Um so yeah, definitely appreciate everybody um, interacting with the show and, and all that sort of stuff. We're always every Monday, and when the season new season rolls back around, um, we'll have a lot more stuff to talk about. But I feel like I, uh, I touched on all the stuff that's going around right now, so um, there we go. I'll have uh, maybe some more insights on potential Stanley Cup final matchup next week. Um, so we'll, we will see how those series go. I'm all about go stars for the bracket um, in the East. You know, I think Tampa's going to win, but I have no problem with uh, with New York winning. Like, get your respect, I'm telling you. But anyway, thanks for listening. Appreciate you as always. Uh, check out that single on October 1st, and I'll be back next Monday. See ya.